Shut for 8.14. Yep. We're, we're just about to go live. So when it goes live, I'm going to play that cold open, you guys. And then you guys, if you could just be quiet during the cold open. and I'll try my very best, but I cannot make any promises. You yawned during one of our openings, if you listen I, close enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. So I mute you now. Mark and I are, are vocal. <laughs> help it. Yeah. So it's, it's who we are. Places, everybody. Places. Wait a second. What was I doing? Oh, yeah. I got to turn on the stream. 815. It's not 815. It's close. It's 814. No. Sorry. I got 14. 814. Wait, no, no, now it's 815. You guys are wrong. Okay. I mean, I got 914. So. Here we go. All right. Hi, so I'm like at the 31 Flavors at the mall, and I'm trying to use this Miss Pac-Man machine, and I keep putting my quarters in, and like nothing is happening, and the screen is like totally black, and so it's a for service call. Hang on a second. What? Oh, it wasn't plugged in. Okay. Sorry. It's working. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio. I don't have wings. Of course not. You're a boy. back to the show everybody this is january 5th 2017 it's the first show of the year yay yeah that's pretty cool welcome to episode six of the arcade radio podcast and a happy new year to everybody uh it's about 8 15 or a little bit after thanks for joining us in the arcadeosphere i'm your host captain coyer uh, along with me is the legendary dan reed oh hi and Mark Time Runner Shields, Mr. Time Runner himself. Hola. And then we have on the on our very first female guest, Jen May. Hey there. Hi. Hey. So uh, just some informal introductions. Um, I'm Adam. I am on Clov as Matterx. And uh, I'm, I'm your host, Dan. <laughs> I'm Dan. I am known as Dan Reed Photo on the Clov. I make a journey cassette board interface modern thing. You can buy it at paradisearcade.com. Plug, plug. Mark. Hi, Mark Shields, Time Runner 88 on the Clov, uh, timemachinerental.com for all your time traveling needs, and uncleRicoVan.com for all your Napoleon Dynamite cosplay needs. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you been working on that intro? It's getting better. I write, I write it down now. <laughs> oh, let's do it with the words. 
and yes. the and the writing down. <laughs> Let's improv better. It's working for me. Jen, why don't you give us a short intro to yourself? Hey, I'm Jen. Um, I'm not on club. I was for like a day, but I just kind of gave up on Did that. you get I don't banned? Like to things too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. And, uh, That's great. Don't have much more to add from that. So. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Um, we're Thanks just going to, yeah, well, we're, we're really excited to have you on the show. Uh, what we normally do in the next segment is we, uh, we have a little warm up talking about what's new with you in the arcade world. Uh, I have Dan on the list first. Uh, anything new with you, Dan? No, not this week at all. I got a, uh, reproduction wire harness from Markle on Clav, Who's that? Uh, I think he makes those seven twenty machines in Chicago. You have nothing to talk about yet. You're talking about a wiring harness. Yeah, I bought a wire harness. Are you impressed? It's I'm impressed. Indiana Jones kit. Oh, that I'm never going to even use. Well, why not? One day. Well, because I got a Marvel Madness in there, and it's kind of hard to top that. So, well, why don't you put? Can't you? What's happening here? What is that? Somebody calling? No, Avon. I'm hanging up Avon? on that. Okay, so um, don't well, hang up on our callers. Ah, uh, well, I had. You know, we're not really good at taking calls on this show. Well, clearly it's not for us because we've done like 20 episodes and no one's called and well, Jen's on the show. If I'm looking right, but you, like, but you haven't had me on the show yet, so it really could have been for me. You, you <laughs> may actually have to be on every show now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the amount of, you know, extra likes we've gotten on the page this week, just because of yeah. Jen. I mean, she's basically tripled our popularity. <laughs> We're up and, to six people. Then. We're up to six. I should... We, does anybody have the chat open on YouTube? I do. You do? Uh, we have we have three people in addition to me. What? Oh, I better. Uh, we doubled our listeners. I know. From, I don't even see the Ryan from one and there. a half to three. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to whoever one of the. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, yeah, Dan, your wiring harness pretty cool. All right. Yep, that's it, Mark. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm still in the uh, process of assembling Donkey Kong Restores number two and three. I uh, I had to actually do a home inventory of all my stuff because I didn't know what I had anymore. You know, it got to that point where I was like, <laughs> I think I have that. And so I had to actually s- open up Excel, which I closed for the podcast. Oh, um, Yeah, I did a Super Pac-Man quest for 100,000 points and failed. My My Super Pac is set super duper hard, like... The hardest levels possible. Why? Only only two players. No free, uh, no extra guys that you get at any point level That's, and stuff. Why That's would you crazy. do that to yourself? Well, at Grinkers uh, in 2015, they had Super Pac Man in, in the uh, competition, and they had it set to or the arcade uh, level was way higher than anybody had ever played it before, and I loved it. I was like, I this is like a new challenge. I got to do this. They did the same thing to time pilot. So now I'm, now I got to get a time pilot to play it at that level as well. But well, I have super Pac-Man in my <clears throat> dig dug and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do up the settings and see how it plays. Oh, it's so good. The first two levels, that's where you got a point press. And after that is you just basically got to stay alive. And, uh, last but not least, I've been playing NBA fast break with my wife every night. It's been three weeks. So 21 nights in a row. Are you kidding me? That's right. NBA. NBA fast break. The pin. Yes. I hear a lot about that pin. I love it. Cool. You know, it's don't, you can link them together. You know, you should get another one. I know. I'm, uh, I'm researching doing that. I definitely want one 
to have next to this one, but I'm also figuring out how to hook it up to a modem and uh, port it through there so that you can play with somebody remotely. Ah, I like to play well, I probably should figure out how to do it via the internet, but I, I like to play with people remotely. <clears throat> I told that to, well, John told that to George Gomez and you know, he, that they were going to try to do that. And he's like, good luck with that. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. Yeah. Hmm. Did George Gomez design NBA Fastbreak? He did. It's so awesome. Wow. I'm a fan of his work. Oh. Me too. That's all I, so that's all I got. That's great. Um, I finally fixed my DK Remix board. I saw that. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a Herculean effort because I had the Braze kit in, and I don't know if any of you have run the Braze kit before, but it has these monstrous, nastily huge pins on it. And if you put it into your Donkey Kong board, it's most likely going to wreck the Z80 socket, which it did to mine. Stretched it out so nothing would work in it. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't have to beep that. It's all right. I know. You don't You don't have to bleep. I know what we have to bleep, trust me. I bleep every week, practically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark, can't see okay, these. you were saying so easy, so easy. Uh, so anyway, uh, I ended up having to pull the socket from the Donkey Kong board and um, put a brand new <clears throat> dual swipe socket in. Who's eating gum? I don't know. It sounds like somebody's having a candy bar. So then uh, after that, um, you guys know that my I had wrecked my DK Remix board, right? I, pu- I broke off two pins when I was yep. t- testing it out. And uh, I also noticed some corrosion on the LS7400 <clears throat> chip on there. So I socketed the 7400 chip, put a new one in, and then I um, soldered two new legs on okay. and um, put it into the Donkey Kong, and it's working. So I got Donkey Kong Remix, Donkey Kong Deranged, and Classic Donkey Kong, and all the scores. The sounds get- match up on that? The sounds? Yeah. Yeah, so... The, the sounds, are the sounds right? Because I heard on some of the remixes the sounds don't... No, it's perfect. Um, match up. I'm using a four board. Um, and the other thing that... There may be some perception of the sound not working because of the demo that's on YouTube. Because okay. the the sound is off on that. So... Because it's, it's like MAME emulation. And it's just... It's not perfect. But on mine, it's great. It's perfect. But maybe it's because I put a new 7400 LS in there. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a five nanosecond instead of a two or something. I don't know. I was uh, I was an inch away from picking up one of those Donkey Kong boards from High Score Saves when he was selling them, and I think it came with Pauline. Oh, really? Yeah. So Pauline is cool. I, yeah, I, I think that's kind of a neat idea to to swap it up a little bit. Yeah, I was reading up on Pauline because <clears throat> you know originally it was. Jumpman and the lady. Right. I was just actually looking at my Donkey Kong cabaret and it says save the lady yeah. from Donkey Kong. And I was like, huh, they and didn't have a name. Wikipedia actually misreports that the Japanese version called it the lady because the American versions called it the lady also. Or her, the lady, not it. Well, <laughs> she isn't real, I guess. But um, nonetheless, she was called the lady. And then um, it was, what game was it? Where she started, um, like, I guess later versions of Donkey Kong that came out called her Pauline. And she was Pauline on the, sh- was she Pauline on the Saturday morning cartoon or something too? I wonder if that changed then, because I really doubt the cabaret came out before the upright. 
Well, you know, then there's a picture of all three of them. Cocktail. And they all came uh, out at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Did yeah, they? then yeah, and then oh, she, yeah. And then she became thought, Princess Peach. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, they all release them at the same time, just depending on where, what location, what wants what. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. The, then and then uh, she became Princess Peach. Right. Is yeah, that she, is that the deal? Well, really? it's not Pauline. Well, they're two different characters, but I think there's right. Pauline, Peach, and Daisy. But I mean, that's all in the newer stuff. But. Yeah. Daisy. Daisy. Well, then you have the, you know, the bastard. I thought they cousin. broke up, really. I mean, come on. <laughs> Actually, there is an article somewhere that talks about them breaking up, which I think is pretty pretty sad that there's like uh, some sort of fan fiction about Mario and the lady. He didn't like the lady, so they split up. If Kermit the Frog can break up with Miss Piggy, this can happen also. Yeah, that show didn't even exist. That show was awesome. Shut up. It was terrible, and it got canceled for a reason. Because it was awesome, and they just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Right? Puppets. It was on ABC. It was so good. It was on for like two episodes because it sucked. The Muppet Show? Oh, The Muppets, yeah. But it was like not kid-appropriate no. at all. I no. love that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say anything. A lot of these G parents didn't, though. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Jen, what have you been up to in the, the week of arcade collecting here? I've noticed some things uh, on your on your page. I went to a warehouse yesterday and I picked up a couple games and sold a couple games already from that warehouse pick. And uh, I've been working on a restoring a zookeeper for about the last thirty six days and full repaint. I got the stencils to re stencil it, so I'm not going to go the vinyl route on it. And um, so, give us a rundown a of cubers. how uh, of how you approach your paint. So, do you roller? I mean, do you str- spray? Do you what do you do? A little bit of both. I mean, I I do the rollers if you use the foam roller, but yeah. then I do a lot of wet sanding. Oh, after that. So, I mean, if you wet sand it, I've I've had people come over and feel the cabinets and really think it's actual laminate on there, not a paint job on there. So it's really more or less about the the prep work put into it and the amount of hours that you're going to sand in between the coats. Sure, it's going to be easier to spray, but. I guess, I mean, if anybody follows me on my regular page and they see how much of the pain pain my HOA is around here, I can't get away with much. And being that my garage is also, you know, the workshop and the game room, I can't really, like, just start having a paint booth in there. Yeah. So I mostly roll it, sand it, you know, after I prime it and all that, and then put the stencils on. So you use enamel? Oil. I like the oil-based paint. Um, I mean, some people use uh, latex and all that but i the stuff that i use i get it from sherman williams they actually put an enamel hardener in it as well so it makes it a lot more chip oh. resistant and durable i use the exact same paint Ditto. so yeah. i've been using enamel from menards and that's it's hard as hell to like actually sand wet sand it, it, it's a mess so i wonder Switches. if the oil base would be better sherwin williams dude so, yeah i do the oil base you know, oil base with the enamel but i mean i kind of just i I'm not into manual labor that much, so I just use most of the the mouse or the the orbital sander or the hand the palm sander mm-hmm. until about you know about 800 to 1200 grit, and then I finish it off with 2000 by hand. So I mean, I let the machines do most of the work, and then sure. do the do the rest by hand. So. That's good advice. Yeah I, yeah, I I painted my Donkey Kong cabinets. Got sort of a I used a super smooth roller, but it was it's still bumpy. You know, it's not it's not like totally orange peel, but it's noticeable, you know, it's not like a refrigerator, but it's noticeable. 
not acceptable. Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can I send it to one of you and have you wet sand it for me now? Because you can uh, a refrigerator. You can sand it down and bring it down, and we'll HVLP it. It's an arcade game without any boards in it or a monitor. Hmm. <laughs> refrigerator is a new game uh, that Konami put out. <laughs> Last week. Remember that commercial in the eighties where it actually was like you guys gotta remember it. Come on. And it was like the, the fruits and the vegetables in there and then the little thing would go refrigerator raider. Do you know it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't remember what the what, what it was even promoting. I think it was milk actually. I don't I don't quite remember, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember the hamburger with no eyes too though. Just hamburger didn't have eyeballs. Hmm. And Grimace. The hamburger did But he was wearing a mask, right? Yeah, yeah but he had, was but wearing was, a mask. But it was like Batman. Batman. He had just two little white circles. And then later on, they added eyeballs to his mask. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They made him less scary. Yeah. I liked him scary. You guys want to know a funny rabble, fact rabble. about me? I had never had McDonald's until I was in seventh grade. Huh? <laughs> no wonder what? you're so thin. Yes. What was wrong with your parents? I don't know. I remember being in, uh, I think, junior high or whatever. They're like, let's go to McDonald's. I'm like, I've never eaten there. And I, I was like, I scared the hell out of everybody when I said that. Fry guys? It was terrible. It's still terrible. Yeah, it's great now. I don't mess with McDonald's. I, I love um, their breakfast sandwiches. That's what I, I eat there. I mean, I'll go for their high seat orange drink all day long, but. They still make that? High seat orange drink? Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. We used to get it for sporting events when I was in like T-ball. Be like a we big go. jug of high C orange drink. I don't even know it was called high C back then, but it was just called orange drink. Yeah, now you're making me thirsty for Ecto Cooler. You guys ever Dude, had I got oh. I got one in my hand right now. An okay. Ecto Cooler? In my hand right now. Bolarkey. Oh, <laughs> Oh, hey, say, uh, Kevin Brewer says uh, that Jen stenciled a Miss Pack for him and did a great job in the oh. chat. I did. <laughs> Can you? What? Yeah, yeah. And, and Wayne H. says he prefers Tang. I, you know what else? What? I'm, I'm uh, moving Wayne, to Florida. Just Wayne H. He can just. <laughs> just <don't laughs> this is you trying to say it's Tang is better than Ecto Cooler? If that's what he's saying, I'm telling him we can no longer be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Dear like Wayne, we can be no longer. Just hey, tell, hey, Wayne, I'm going to bring you a, a high seat ecto cooler on Tuesday night. So when we go out for dinner uh, for your birthday, I'm going to bring you this uh, high seat orange ecto cooler and you're going to drink it. So. <laughs> We have to wait a delay until he hears you say that, and I'll tell you what he says. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's like a 10 second delay for the listeners. But uh, anyway, mm, yeah. So, so uh, anyway, uh, before I so rudely asked about uh, interrupted you, and you're talking about you know your technique on the on the games, uh, you were going to mention something else after that. Me? Yeah, I don't know if you remember. Uh, no, just working on the Qberts, oh, rebuilding Q-Bert, yeah. power supply boards and filter boards. The Qberts uh, working on a missile command. Qberts, I I think I had it five at one time. I'm down to two here now, though. Right now, she's got two Qs, two Qs, two tubins, two tubins, two Qs. Um, I have a tubin. I have two tubins. 
Yeah. You're going to get along with Mark if you Poo-poo have two of everything, because that's what Mark does. Yeah. He just I collects like two of everything. I like, yeah. Everything One he keeps in the package. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, well... Yeah, so that's all. Missile Command, I just got a one ram, throwing a ram air. So I think uh, my buddy Lewis down in Miami, he's supposed to be sending me one. So that one should be up and running. I picked that up for 50 bucks not too long, like maybe a week ago. And a Missile Command, really nice shape considering. <clears throat> my Missile Command, I got for free. That's you always got to be a topper. I'm <laughs> <just> <laughs> She just called you me. You know, Adam, what, what's this whole look at me, look at me thing you got going on? <laughs> I know. It's like. I got my missile because I'm a free. I mean, I don't want to make, make, make you cry with all this stuff I've got. I'm the topper. Ah. <laughs> I'm a one upper. Now, this is a true story. I went, I went to a bar in North Carolina when I was living there, and I actually had these arcade tattoos around my ankles, and I was sitting there at the bar. And this guy comes up to me and he asks, you know, if I liked arcades. And I was like, and I kind of looked at him like, how the hell do you know I like arcades? You know, because I <laughs> you forgot really about, about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's like, well, you know, I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, my dad um, used to work for Brady Distributing. And um, at my house, which is only about an hour from here, is a garage full of arcade games. He's like, you know, over the years, we've just been throwing them away. And he's like, if you want to come and get them you know, you could just have whatever we have left. And I was like, all right, maybe this is just a ploy to get me back to his house. I don't know, but I'll go, I'll jump in. What the, what the heck? Sure, right? Why not? So, why not? Right. It's arcade games. You can't go wrong. So I go out there and sure, sure is sure enough. There's, sure I think sure. I was, she, I, I, I didn't want you to edit the cuss word. I was trying to, <laughs> that was Dan. Sure Dan enough, has no, no qualms. Uh, sure enough. There was, uh, I got a, can, a, a couple dig dug, a couple dig dugs, uh, kangaroo, I think, um, a Galaga, Miss Pac-Man, some other ones, like uh, a couple new old stock monitors of, with like five or six other monitors and uh, a, a couple others. I don't remember. There was like maybe maybe seven or eight games and a whole bunch of parts and stuff. And I go look at it and I was like, all right, cool. I'll bring my trailer back. And he's like, oh, no, we'll just deliver it for you. So not only did I get everything for free, they just went ahead and delivered it to him. Man. That was well, so much. God. And well, the only thing I really had to do to give them back, and this is, and this is, I, I and I feel terrible because I still haven't even finished it, and I started it maybe a year ago at this point. Is he said his favorite game growing up, and the only one that he always played was a magic sword. So he, there was a magic sword in the in the mix, and he asked if I would restore it for him, and I said yeah. But when I got it, it was just monitor problems, board problems, wiring problems, power supply problems. So I actually started it from scratch, did the jam harness, fixed the board, got the monitor. Well, fixed the monitor, and then my son shut the garage door, and it necked the monitor. And oh. he, 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 he only was in the hospital for three days after that. It was a bad <laughs> wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I, didn't. I mean, I was really mad, but I, you know, what can you do? It's an accident. So you know, I have a similar I, story. Uh, I, I was... LCD'd it now, and I just honestly just have to get it back up to him in North Carolina. But oh. that's, that's, that's really what it cost me for all those games was re- rebuilding a magic sword. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I have a similar story. Now, I was in a bar and I had my ta- my tattoo was showing on my elbow. I'm a one upper. And the uh, one you, there was you this mean guy. Your lower back tattoo that the time <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about it here. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's the arcade news with Don Reed. <laughs> Oh, 
Dan. Double Dragon 4. You guys interested in this? Yeah. No. So, yes. Double Dragon 4. Original team, back together, who made the original Double Dragon, original music composer. Oh, really? And it's 8-bit. Huh. What's it going so to? What, huh? what platform? Uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One coming out later this month. I'm very interested in it. I think it's cool as hell. You should watch the trailer on YouTube. Okay. You guys well, seen this, Mark? No, but I'm going to check it out. I love yeah. Double Dragon. Yeah, Double Dragon 4. So Double Dragon cool. 4, Daytona 3. What's next? I know, right? So coming back. Sweet. Super Mario Run. We have oh. to talk about Super Mario Run. Oh, yeah. I've downloaded that. Yep. Did you pay for it? Nope. Mark? I downloaded it. Haven't paid for it. Jen? Mm, nope. So it has generated more than $30 million in gross revenue, which translates to about 3 million players buying the full game. And I think that was, uh, what, the first month it was out? Yeah, it was, it's... It had like an insane a number of downloads the first week. Yeah, ninety million. It's just it's amazing. Ninety million downloads. Yep. Whoa. So that is, I don't know. And then, damn amazing. So how many of the ninety million people downloading it actually paid for the game? Uh three million. So not. You know, that's three percent. Three percent. That's nothing. Wow. Seems kind of like a failure. No. It made 30 million. I absolutely guarantee you this will change Nintendo completely. We'll start seeing more and more titles on iOS and Android. Hmm. Donkey Kong Run? Donkey Kong. Run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe Mario Kart. Okay. Well, they already had the Pokemon hit, right? You got to run, though. No. No. That had nothing to do with Nintendo. Pokemon? No. Yeah, it does. No, no it doesn't. No, it nothing to do. What? No. no. Not related. They owned stock in the company that made it or something, and it was incorrectly reported that Nintendo made it. And I think Nintendo went up $4 million in a day when <laughs> that was reported. So um, Pokemon Company is a Japanese consortium between Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. Nintendo yeah. is, th- is a primary investor. Of Pokemon. Yeah, they're an investor. And a cre- and co-creator. Well, they didn't design it. They didn't have anything to do with it, really. Well, they collect money. It was actually money. a different interface before it was Pokemon, and it was a big flop. I mean, it was actually like something with mythical creatures out there, and it was the exact same game, but like they only had like maybe, I don't know, 100,000 downloads and stuff, but it was the same thing. There was geotags and those and the stops and everything that you collected these items from but it was a flop then they threw the pokemon onto it redid the interface and that's when it blew up interesting i'm sort of uh surprised that that took off the way that it did anyway the interface on that thing is horrid it's horrid i can't imagine people are using it but whatever i'm gonna lie i play it i play it yeah i mean it's 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 kids play it for me i've Two kids that play it. Three were playing it originally, and now it's only. You know what they do mostly though is they like try to play it while we're driving around. Oh. Yeah, that don't it don't it's work. Really hard. They changed it. Yeah. <gasps> what? No. What? 
They changed you it. You can't drive and play. I love that. Nope. Uh, yeah. Once you, when you're driving, like you got to say, well, Hey, I'm not driving this, you know, or whatever oh. I'm a passenger. But even if that, the Pokemon still don't stop, you know, like pop up and then you can't even hit like the little things. If you're going over 15 miles per hour, you actually got to like come to a stop and play. Yeah. Actually, stuff. I think it's seven miles an hour. I read, I read that somewhere seven too. Now? Yeah. Okay. They, they made it. So basically you can't, you, you can't even ride your bike and play it. Right. Crazy. Yeah. You could run and play it. Well, yeah. They probably did it for liability reasons, right? Some... Yeah, because somebody wrecked trying to catch a Pokemon on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> or got in, uh In Barcade News, and this is getting old quickly every time we have a show, we are recording. Yeah, we should just do like a, a generic news item every time we start. Right after your intro, we should just go. And today, 27 new Barcades opened across the country. Jen, this is your neck of the woods, I believe. Orlando, Florida. Well, little north. About an Ish. hour and a half from, about an hour from me, yeah. Much better than Minnesota. Yeah. Joysticks Arcade it? and Lounge, opening up in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, it's called so, Joysticks. Uh, it's the same name as that movie from the from the eighty. Is there a name on that? On who's doing that? I don't know, but I looked at the photos, and that thing is looks really, really sweet. Yeah, like there's because I was honestly hit up by Mike out of. Missouri about something that's going that's going to be popping in Orlando and was asked me if I was interested in running down there you know for 15 hours every other week or something and Whoa. and uh doing something he hasn't given me the full details on it but if it's the same thing then I kind of I know about it but I the, might be part of something if that's the same thing we're talking about I don't yeah know. check it out it's joysticks arcade lounge and the, and it it's it's actually opening this month right yeah yeah it looks great i i can't wait the the bar with that the grid and the donkey kong stuff behind it and they have so good. you know yeah uh, just for fun gonna, you know i'm gonna my, text mike right now and ask <laughs> just for fun in my arcade i i made a, a drink menu so i have a drink called the pac-man i have a drink called the omega race every every one of my games i made a a custom cocktail for um and then i made a book but uh, the, they did a similar thing looking here on the, their website. They, their first drink is called the Cubert, and but then they have a bunch of movie theme games, and one's called the Dude. Love it. Yeah, so the Dude. Yeah, my I, favorite movies. Mine too. The uh, bar with the marquees lit up underneath, dude. That is a sick touch. I, did you I, see that? I'm just yeah, I'm stunned at the beauty of this place compared to other barcades. This thing is slick. It's like it's like um, Swingers meets arcade bar. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's flipping awesome. Bleep, bleep. How can anyone even really ever know that from the internet? Uh, yeah, I'll probably and, not get down there until <clears throat> next year, though. So I hope it's still open. Yeah, Hopefully my wife so. and I are hitting some Disney World, so we're definitely going. My trip this year is going to be to Arizona. On purpose? Yeah, my mom, my mom and her husband. <laughs> oh, there, yeah. silence. Yeah, and uh, one more. I think we'll cover one more thing here. The Nerdist is reporting that they're finally selling that world's smallest MAME machine using the Raspberry Pi Zero. Have you guys seen this thing? It is just yeah, crazy right. small. Like, I saw. Finger. Isn't it like the size of that? Like, oh no, I've seen one like the size of that Christmas ornament. But. Yeah, that's, yeah that's the it's one. That small. Yeah, yeah. That's tiny, and it pl- and you can actually play you know some of the games on it. Not that know. you'd I want to. I feel about it. I feel like it's very small. I would eat it. You would eat it? Yeah. 
That, see what happens. That would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt to poop out. I don't think of that. That that would just. I thought it was gonna be like gum, where you keep it, huh? ABC gum. Nobody likes that. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No. Eh. Yes. robot. Has ABC gum already been chewed? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we're not really talking about it. We're just. He, he oh. was gonna eat the arcade game, and I just thought it wouldn't end well. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> All right, then, fine. So I think that's going to, I think that's the sign of us uh, for us to start our interview. Go ahead, Dan. Start the interview. Go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, taking a new approach here. Wait, here, I'll give you another cue. Welcome, Jen, to the show. Gen to N. Gen to N. Gen to the Dot com. To the show. Okay, Dan, start the interview. Jen, why don't you give us some background on maybe who you are and what you do for a living? Maybe a little bit about your collection and, you know, how you kind of got into collecting. That sounds scripted. Yeah, it really no. did. <laughs> Let, uh, let's try that again. Never. Go ahead. Jen. Why don't you give us background? <laughs> You're doing it again. Who you are, what you do for a living, maybe something about your collection, and how about um, how you maybe got into collecting? Oh, yeah, All that right. we're listening. Those are really good questions. Yeah, thank you. All right, let me see if I can remember all that. So, for what I do for a living, I mean, for about 15 years, I was into retail management. Um, Nothing, nothing too fancy. No, no big stores or anything. Just usually mall retail. I've been doing for 15 years, and production management. I have a background in security and also in high end home remodeling, like a lot of tile work and drywall and and stuff like that. That probably comes in handy when you're restoring games, huh? A little bit. So, I don't. I have a real bad back and knee problem, so I don't work as much. But I do. I do work sometimes as a in a production production uh, thing for a couple stores so i can work when i want when i when i want so it's nothing like that so i mean i always have the ability to at a drop of a dime go get a game if i hear of one also i could just be like at work and I'd be like hey i gotta go there's an arcade game emergency <laughs> so it kind of works out like that so i guess it all started like maybe 13 i want to say 13 14 years ago wow. and i uh we had a litter of puppies and little Pomeranian puppies and posted a flyer for him for sale. And this guy wanted, uh, Walt, his name's Wally, Walter, Walter Hessinger. He's there in St. Louis and he wanted a puppy and he didn't have, well, I mean, I guess he had money, but he was like, he likes, he's one of the guys that likes to trade and stuff. And he offered up a, a frogger, a, frog, a cocktail, a cocktail table frogger for the puppy. And I was like, Hmm, that kind of sounds interesting. Sure. So he brought it on over and he picked out the puppy and stuff. And, you know, like a couple weeks later after, after I had it, it broke. And I was like, wow, that, I was a little upset, but you know, call him up and he's a cool guy. So he came over and he showed me, you know, what was wrong with it and, and how it, what was going on. There was a power supply. So he replaced it for me and, I was a little and upset. then he started telling me about up the auctions, cool that there was some auctions and stuff in, in the Belleville, Illinois area, um, super auctions when they were kind of popular before all hell broke loose with that. 
and we and we went to the to the auction maybe two three weeks later and picked up a Miss Pac Man and a Captain America and the Avengers, and then from there, I mean, probably had about maybe five games in that house, and then when we moved from that house to a real big house. I had about, at one time, I want to say 45, 55 games in the basement. I've ripped out walls and rebuilt rooms and stuff just to just to fit all the games. And then moving over the course of the years, probably just dwindled down. I'd sell off a lot and buy back some. But right now I've got, in my personal collection, 25 arcades and three pinballs. So. Nice. Nice. That's, that's so, I still have the Frogger. I still have the Frogger arcade game, too. So. Do you really? That's amazing. I do. So, yeah, it's actually ripped into like a hundred pieces right now. I'm, I was gonna sell it. I really was because I was like, I got the uh, I got the stand up one, and then the cocktail table really doesn't flow. But now that's wrapped in a million pieces, and I'm like restoring the games. I said I'll just restore that one and put it all back together, and maybe just make it an end table or something for now. So those uh, twenty five that you have over thirteen years, you've probably refined your collection down to something unbelievably specific and exactly what you wanted. Would that be right? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I just the way I look at it is what 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 I what I have in my collection is just games that I remember playing uh, more or less like my mom would take me to the bowling alley up in in Maplewood Missouri it was Saratoga Lanes and it's an upstairs bowling alley and it's been there god 30 probably 40 something years and there was a Bubbles a Frogger a Miss Pac-Man and a Capcom bowling. Those were the four arcade games there. You know, they had the pool tables and stuff. So those would be the ones that really I would get to play. And then, at, you know, as then go into other bowling alleys, I was probably like 12 or 13. So that's when the Simpsons and the Turtles came out. I, I don't like those games, even though I remember playing them as a kid. They just don't, they don't do anything for me. Yeah. I love Nintendo stuff. So I do have a full Nintendo row, but I'm always like kind of interchanging those. I mean, I got Dr. Mario Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, three donkey kong three and then i got the play choice and the punch out and super mario and a dk but i i had a, i had i've had three red dk three true red dks over the years and maybe four or five blue ones and it seems every time i get one in somebody wants to just give me a stupid amount for it so it's just like all right i know i'll get another <laughs> one at some point so i cool. just don't keep the dks around for some reason i don't I, i'm not gonna say i don't like it i don't like it because I, i'm not good at it so i mean it's a cool game but i just suck at it so i don't yeah, really play it too much it's a very hard game know. it's a very hard game it is kind of hard. And, the one, and it seems to be the ones that i had were like on super aggressive barrel mode so they're like on <laughs> fire and like 40 40 barrels are coming down like before you even get to the first ladder and it's it's funny that the, the kit that i put in has uh, donkey kong deranged and um Instead of leveling off at like level five or whatever the difficulty gets, it continues to increase in difficulty as you reach the kill screen. So mm. it literally will throw, you know, 40 barrels down at you on the screen at some point. It's crazy. Yeah. So, and yeah. speaking of like selling off your DK games and, you know, you're, I've noticed you're kind of, uh, you're quite the enabler when helping to deliver games to people in the hobby uh, and you know just yeah. like all of a sudden you're in a warehouse and i got eight of these and two of them are going to this guy and and you're taking pictures with people and you're just i mean it's it's that's what caught my eye about you is that you're so willing to help people like in the hobby get get a hold of something and i i just thought it was really cool and at first i thought you like drove truck for a living or something because i'm like what what the heck? She's like driving all over the country with these games and like delivering them to people. I, I and then I, if I would lived anywhere near you, I'd be like, uh, could you deliver this? Could you deliver that? You know, uh, so I just used my Tahoe and a trailer for the most part. Some you know, and just load it up and and go. I mean, usually like what happens is if I go into a warehouse, 
and like say say somebody hits me up and they're like, Hey, I'm really looking for this game. I mean, it could be a frog or it could be a miss Pac-Man. It could be something totally uncommon. You know, I'm looking for this game. And if I go into a warehouse, like I mentally know it's kind of hard. And I do apologize. I mean, I have like 50 people that I've like not even responded to like on a (laughs) daily basis, just because I, it's not, it's crazy. It's something I just had to take a break for a while. It just got overwhelming. So I took a couple weeks off right at, right at the holidays and I never even totally fully took the time off. I still kind of like selected people. I was kind of helping out, but I just had to take a break from people at, at one time cause it got much, but I do have a notebook and I have a list. Like people are looking for, you know, jungle hunts or jungle Kings or zookeepers or, you know, and then there's the people that reach and they're like, I want a reactor or I want a major havoc or I want you know, oh, paper okay. boys. And I'm like, you know, yeah, okay, sure. But I mean, I got you down on the list. If I ever do come across it, you know, I got you. Yeah. So I, I go in there with a mental note of if I hit a warehouse, then I know what to grab because I know what people are wanting. And I know that I don't have to sit on them that long. If, you know, if they're working great, if they're not, and they want a project great, if not, I'll just go ahead and fix it and then sell it. So there's, there, there's a couple aspects on how I do it, but when I, you know, and then, by the time I get everybody, I, I, I kind of have a set thing. I've never went any really further than Arkansas over to the West Coast, but I've got like Ohio, Tennessee, Illinois, Indiana, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, Illinois. Maryland, Delaware, Illinois Pennsylvania, close. North, South, and Georgia and Florida. So like that's kind of thing. I, I do have a Texas trip on the books that I, that I got to hit. I've never been down to Texas, so that'll be. Mark, Mark, come down. Where, where in Texas? Uh, Austin, Austin, Texas. Oh, I love Austin. Got to go see old uh, see Brett Butler down there. He's got three cabaret, four cabarets here that I got to get down there for him. So. Cool. So okay. I have, take I the have cabaret corner. <laughs> no. What's that? I was like, I have to go. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a rundown of your warehouse rates. How many warehouses have you been able privy to anyway? I know there's tons of people living vicariously through you on both your yeah, Gen it 2. Is. Yes. You know, and, um, I probably like single-handedly have maybe like, I can't say single-handedly cause I did team up with uh, a guy and we, it kind of makes it a lot easier when you have a, a partner to do this with and not easy. Not only is it easier on your back, but it's easier financially too. And you know, you just kind of go in with a game plan and you say, all right, well, if there's this games, we, sometimes we'll split them half and half and other times we'll just, you know, flip coins or sometimes we'll kind of categorize them if there's like a tron and a uh, robotron or something we'll put those in there and then we take turns picking from each category so we 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 worked pretty good together on doing that but i think within the last just this last year i want to say probably there was maybe 20 25 warehouses that and i can't some i mean sometimes there's just so many games you just can't get them all out so you really just gotta and i don't like really cherry picking the operators and stuff because like i don't really like going in there and cleaning them out of all their games and just taking the best of the best <laughs> at the at, at the prices I'm getting, but sometimes that's what you kind of have to do that at the same time. Cause you can't bring 250 arcade games with you. At, this is the part of the show where I say, that sounds made up so. 20, 20 <laughs> warehouse, like in Minnesota, there's like two warehouses and everybody knows about them. Well, I mean, it's not just in one state. I mean, I've, I've, I've hit them here in Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina, okay. Missouri, um, Tennessee. So it's not like they're us all like right here in a little clustered out of, area. Out of all those, they're, they're spread out. So. Out of all those warehouses, which ones are the worst? Like which ones have the worst, uh, you know, sort of typically the worst environment for, for arcade cabinets? Uh, like you mean in the, in the region? Like I would say, I mean, anywhere that it gets hot, cold, hot, cold, rain, snow, like Florida has termites. So that's kind of a a crap thing. And then St. Louis, you have the hard, hard winters and stuff. So if they're in barns and you got, you know, holes in the barns and they're getting wet and cold and frozen, you got a lot of flaking bezels and marquees and 
a lot of problems that way. I mean, I was in one in North Carolina and I was going after a zookeeper and the floor was rotted out and I fell through the floor, messed up my rib. And I I did save the zookeeper parts though. So, I mean, you said that earlier. Yeah, that's awesome. And then like termites, we don't get those here. So yeah, they're bad here. I mean, I've picked up cabinets that, uh, were, you know, I, I like, so say an average, average cabinet weighs three, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. I've picked up a Miss Pac-Man single-handedly. I mean, I could pick it up like a feather. It was just like, literally just this, like the, the laminate on the outside, the laminate on the inside <laughs> and everything in the middle of it was gone. I have pictures of it. Like it oh, was, wow. it was wow. bad. So termites got it, but I mean, the monitor was still good and the, you know, all the metal parts on it were still good. So sure. it was still salvageable to save other games. What was the saddest arcade you ever saw? what like what do you mean satisfying like when you went in and you're like oh that's too bad oh that 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 the one where i fell through i mean just the games were just melted in the floor oh there was a cabarets pac-man's miss pac-man's the zookeeper a food fight was in there um, i mean it's just the roof had leaked and just literally just all the wood was just rotting and it looked like you know just melt like literally games melting into the floor <sighs> that sucks yeah that's terrible yeah yeah, now the best one, I mean, the best one I would find, I would say, I wouldn't say it's my best one to date, but I would say one that's memorable or like really a cool, cool story to date is I uh, was actually just back in St. Louis in April. Uh, my sister, I got married and my aunt passed away. So it was kind of, I was there for that. And I was meeting up with my mom. I was going to go to lunch with her. I hadn't seen everybody in a long time. And I, you know, I'm always constantly like, if I'm not there doing warehouses and stuff, I'll hit Craigslist and stuff if, if I'm bored. So I was waiting for my mom to show up for lunch and I just jump on Craigslist and I see this pinball posted and I knew somebody looking for a pinball. It was Bobby Orr pinball. So I was like, Oh, you know, and the guy's like hundred dollar pinballs, come and get them out of this. You know, I bought this, uh, we're going to, we're revamping this building we bought and we have to get all the crap out of here. And there was arcade games and pinballs in there. So there was like a Bobby Orr and a couple other EMs and stuff. And it was like 50 to hundred dollars for everything in there. Well, not every, I mean, per, per, per piece. And there's like maybe 10 or 12 pieces. So I pull up the map quest and I see that it's, it's literally five miles from where I'm sitting right now. And my mom's like not there yet. And I'm like, crap. So like I'm scrolling through the pictures and I'm scrolling through them and I see, you know, it's like pinball, pinball, crap, crap, pinball. Then the last picture on there is this, the, uh, the infamous, it's a blue, it's a blue computer space. So I don't know if anybody <laughs> yeah. listening is familiar with the computer spaces or not, you know, I love so I'm sitting there space. and I'm like, Oh my God, is this a computer space? Okay. So I call the guy and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I live in Florida, but I'm here visiting, you know, I'm about to eat lunch with my mom. I was like, I, I, I would be interested in the, in the pinball. He's like, I already got somebody here loading it up. So I was like, well, damn, darn. So, um, <laughs> so don't worry. That, that doesn't count. So, okay. <laughs> damn and hell so don't I count. Like, I don't <laughs> <say> <laughs> 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 just don't say, is there any way, is there any way that you could just hold that blue, that blue, that blue thing for me? I was like, I don't know what it is, but it looks interesting. Can you hold that blue game for me? I was like, I'm at lunch with my mom. I'll be done. You know, I could be down there in like 45 minutes. And I was going to cut lunch with my mom short because I was leaving to go to Indiana and then back home. So she, he was like, yeah, sure. So he gives me the address. And I I mean, I throw down this lunch faster than anybody's business. And I'm like, all right, mom, got to go. You know, like, nice seeing you in 10 minutes. Got to go. So I'm on my way down there and I, I get there and he gives me the wrong address. So I'm like, crap, right? So I'm like frantically calling him. So I was like, man, and he's not answering. So like 10 calls later, I I block out my number and I hit him back and he's like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, yo, you gave me the wrong address. He's like, Oh, I meant to tell you North, not South. It's all good. I'm just two blocks up. Cool. 
So I get there, right? And so the guy's still loading pinballs. Like, I guess this guy's cleaning them out with the pinballs, not even looking twice at this, at this, at the computer space. So I walk in there, you know, and I'm like, all right. So I'm looking it over and it looks like a bum kind of peed all over the front of it. Or, you know, I don't know. It's just, it smells the monitors in there, but it's kind of like dangling and it's got the board set. Now at this point it's on your famous uh, claw thing. And now it's all in uproar, right? And I'm, and I'm there, it's in front of me and this dude's phone is blowing off the hook now at this point. So I'm like trying to negotiate with them and I'm just like, well, what do you want for it? And he's like, I don't know, make me an offer. And I hate when people play that game. I tell people to make me an offer, but I hate making people offers. I just know how it is. So I'm like, I don't know, man. And I'm just looking it over and I was just like, I just don't know. What do you want for it? And he's like, come on, just make me an offer. And as I'm saying five, I'm about to say 500, right? As I'm about to say 500, he's, I was just like, he goes, you know what? Just give me $80 or I'm going to turn this thing into a reptile tank. Oh, oh no. my God. I said, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I said, a reptile tank. And he goes, yeah, that's that's all I see this thing being good oh for. And I'm like, gosh. $80? I was like, $80? And he's like, yeah. I'll, I'll pay you and I'm $5. Like, I probably think I like broke my wrist trying to grab money out my pocket. You, know? <laughs> you, should, you should have thrown down and said, hell no, it's going to be an aquarium. <laughs> 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 so uh yeah so i so i buy it for 80 bucks right and um 80 and i'm like he's like oh do you need it do you need any help load it i was like nope i picked it up and i was like sure. <laughs> <laughs> like quicker than anybody's business right so i was like nope he's i was like okay so i throw it in there and so i was i, I, I so i left i was leaving st louis but on my list you know because i said i got people on my list i was like i take the picture with it you know and i, I hit it with the three people on the list that we're looking for it. And I said, Hey, I just picked this up for like 80 bucks. Uh, and I know you guys are interested in it or whatnot. So I want you guys to make me an offer on what you're going to pay for it. And they all threw their offer at me and, uh, it ended up going to Colorado there. Um, for $85. How much for $85? Uh, I, I want to say he paid 1500 for it. I don't, I don't exactly remember, but it was around 15. Well, I have a similar story. Last week, I found a computer <laughs> space. Oh my god! Yeah, and then you woke up. <laughs> I got mine for seventy five dollars. <laughs> but that never happens to me. You know my you know my free missile command that I was talking about earlier. It ended up costing yeah. like six hundred and seventy five dollars to restore because there was nothing on it that was salvageable. Except for the cabinet, which mm. I stripped the artwork, all new artwork, <clears throat> new uh, cap monitor. Uh, the marquee was good. That's about the only thing. The control panel was totally stripped and repainted black. So I had a new one from Take Man that I bought for a couple hundred bucks. Take was, Man. And then I, you know, restored the coin door and all new lamps, locks, team molding. I mean, you know what it's like when you put all that money into a game. So you better oh, yeah. you better love the game. So my free missile command was a uh, oh, and I had to fix the board set too. So Jen, Jen, I have a question for you. So out of every one of your raids, has there ever been anything that you've wanted that you haven't come across yet? Yes, I actually did. I was I picked it up in in uh, Wintersville, North Carolina. Uh, there was a barn find there, and there's 20 games in there. And I never never came across it in the wild, and I still have yet to see one. And again, it was a, it's a hypersports and. I actually picked it up and it had a working board in there. The cabinet was gone. I totally had to restore the cabinet, new artwork and everything. But um, I think I ended up paying like 50 bucks for it out of the barn. I mean, I bought all the games out of there, but yeah, it was a hyper sport. So I was excited to get that one. So nice. it's right uh, next to my track and field. Konami. So that's like a 
a track and field by Konami. Konami? Yeah. Yeah. Konami? Konami. Oh, yeah. Konami. Is that how you say it? <laughs> no, it's Konami. But I say Konami because I'm American. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Taito, right? Everyone says Taito. Taito? Taito. I say Taito. Taito. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm up, in, up in the air because I think Riddick... Rick, he did the that hyper hyper field yeah. uh, side art on there, which really looks nice. I do like that, and I got both the hyper sports and the, and the and the track and field sitting next to each other. So if I did come across one more game that I in this current space that I have, I would probably combine those into one cabinet and and put a different game in, you know, put one in there too. But. Riddick Rick was on our second episode, so yeah, he's a good, good yeah, guy. He's a great he, guy. He does a lot of artwork for me, as does Dan with. Um, uh, Dan with uh, Mentor Signs, and he's uh, Escape Pod, and then I get rich at this old game. So I kind of, it just depends, like, who I go with, with what artwork. If it's, like, for me, you know, if it's a keeper for me, I go with Rich at this old game. But then if it's custom work, I go with, uh, you know, Rick. And then if it's something that I'm just going to flip, it's I go with, not, not saying that anything on quality, guys. Like, don't even get me with that. It's just the prices yeah. for it, you know. For, yeah, you know, sure. the quality is great, but, you know, some people can outdo on the prices and stuff. So I'll go with Dan for the game because he's, he's got better pricing well, sometimes. I don't, and admittedly, don't like, Rich has stuff that, you know, you know they, they all kind of do their own. They have their own niches. They all have their own thing, and they yeah. really should get along, but they kind of go at each other sometimes <laughs> over it. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking about I trying mean, to get all of them on the show yeah. at the same time. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. I want to get Darren and Rich on. And yeah, Darren and Rich on at the same time. Other. Just give them a pair of gloves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, but I do go through everybody with art. I try to give everybody a fair chance and, you know, try all it out. I mean, um, CPO or arcade or what is it? What's the website? What's the uh, control panel overlays? I really like them. I use them for all my track and field control panel overlays oh, cool. all the years and stuff like that. So. Do they use like 3M product too? And The texture. They-, they have really nice quality textured control panel overlays. Hmm. They, they were actually only the one of the few ones that had them for uh, the cocktail tables, track and field cocktail tables that I had to restore once that I bought from coin op. I bought a, it was, con- it was turned into a, uh, something where you ride a bicycle and you got to burn calories or something. I forgot road clash <laughs> oh, or yeah. something. I don't know what the word no, was. But. It's, um, what is that called? Mark? What is that? Pedal, the pedal one. Where you drive the bicycle and you, no, 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 no. Was, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's called paper boy. <laughs> No. You burn calories and you're yes. driving the bike and you got to That sounds like uh, punch work. people, you got to punch people off their other oh. bikes while you're driving. Auto. No wait, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I yeah. yeah, so it was in that was what was in there and I and I converted it back. So, so. so does the Hypersports it looks like it was in Japan as Hyper Olympic 84. Does that have totally different um gameplay than track and field? Or is it all Yeah, similar? there's different, different. Well, it's the same play, but it's just different events. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. So you have one of those. Yeah. So then the other game that I looked for for a long time, which I never even found in a warehouse, honestly, um, was a Burger Time. So I was looking for one that's, I like Burger Time. So, I mean, my, my, my top games is Bubbles, Frogger, Miss Pac-Man, Burger oh, Time. And both. Yeah, I have the Dermal Bubbles. I got that from Todd at TNT. Oh, cool. But. Burger time. I've been looking for one of those probably 10 years. And then all of a sudden I go from no burger times to, to five burger times in the garage at one time with the cocktail table and four standups. And I ended up in the trading some off for other games that been traded. So burger, yeah. time, burger time grows on trees in Minnesota up here for some reason. They're, really? They're super easy to find. Yeah. I found like six this past year. Oh, I'll take one the next time you find one. There's one at a garage sale in Egan for 
50 bucks. Uh, what? Yeah. Ever. Pass. I hate that. I go for about 800. Well, about 800 in the Midwest. Actually, I don't really like Burger Time. I just like the cabinet. Yeah, it's a cool cabinet. Yeah. The game infuriates me. I like it, but I wouldn't me. play it on a 60 and 1 because on a 60 and 1, it has that annoying whistling sound in the back. <laughs> yeah, the sounds are messed up on that. On yeah. that whole thing. I can't even play 1942 or 43. It's just, Mm-mm. you might as well just, you know, take two pencils and jab them in your ears. Because that's how fun it is. It's just not fun. So I went up to, yeah, with my bubbles, I got the Durham old. I actually have a regular bubbles wooden cabinet here too that I'm messing with, but. Two bubbles? Went up. Yeah. Wait a minute. You have two cubers, two bubbles. I see a pattern here. Mark's, Mark's kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Two bubbles. Two bubbles. So yeah, I went up to Todd and I was supposed to, you know, I went up, I was in North Carolina at the time and somebody alerted me that he had that Durham mold and I've been wanting one since I lost one out at a $50 auction one time. We want to have Todd on the show. Can you get Todd on the show? I can. Yeah. This Todd's a great guy. I'll I'll give him a call up. He, that'd be, he'd be fun. He's a really fun to watch. His videos are fun. I like his, just genuinely likes what he's doing. He's got a great staff. Literally. Yeah. So, and he does that for a living, right? Yeah. He's got a nice, it's like a warehouse kind of attached to like the front ends kind of uh, has where he does the parties and stuff. Like there's party rooms and oh, cool. then he's got, got the arcade and then beyond that's where they work on the games. That's awesome. Nice layout out there. So they'll probably want to talk about tapioca pudding a lot. He likes <laughs> tapioca pudding. That's so. weird. <laughs> we went out to dinner he took me out to dinner at a diner and i was probably like the youngest person in there i felt like crazy like there's like 90 <laughs> 80 year old people all over the place and there's todd and there's myself and then wayne wayne from canada well i guess he lives up there in pennsylvania now though too <laughs> and he came down and had, had had dinner with us this is like 11 o'clock at night too and he was all like have you ever had tapioca and i'm like i don't i don't mess with tapioca i don't like that stuff that just the texture's weird the take no 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 he made me he made me eat it on there on his video and actually i'm not gonna lie it was good so kind of like tapioca again <laughs> it's got an odd texture but it is actually quite good. good yeah it seems like like every family reunion we had around here we had some sort of tapioca uh, growing up so i don't know I'm i have sort of a nostalgia for it <clears throat> tapioca pudding is so good Napoleon, give me some of your tapioca pudding. I haven't had anything all day. Shut up. <laughs> that would make for a much different scene if he smacked his pocket with tapioca pudding in it. Been, yeah. Much better. Should have been tapioca pudding and not tots. Just, just saying. Maybe. Right. So yeah. Uh, so those are your your most coveted games. Out of all your warehouse finds, what's your greatest warehouse? Uh, uh, raid. Game wise or amount of game wise? Well, you pick. You just. What was your most fun? What was the? What was the most lucrative? I don't know. What? what how would you rate that? I really. I mean, it, they're all fun. Like it's just, unless you really like somebody's. Like, hey, they call you up and they're like, hey, I got this game, this game, this game, and you know what's going to be there while you're on the way up there. You have an idea, but what's more fun is just getting there and just the element of surprise and seeing what's in there and going through it for the first time and, you know, opening the doors and you just, 
you know, after they've been like, I've been in warehouses that have been sealed for 20 years. Like the door has not been opened in 20 years. <laughs> that's like Indiana so, Jones. Just like, that's really cool. It's like, yeah, the temple, you know, you're opening and just, it's just really, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the cool aspect of it is going in there and seeing that. I mean, for the most part, it's, there's really not, I mean, like paper boys and stuff. Like, I guess, you know, a couple people just hit one that had like four paper boys in there. It's whatever. I mean, this, it's not really about rare games or this games. Cause it doesn't matter to me what it comes down to what's in there. As long as there's something on the, on the list of that people are looking for that I get for them. That's really all I'm looking for. It doesn't really necessarily do anything for me if it's more rare games or more popular games. Cause I can have 10 people wanting a miss Pac-Man. And if there's 10 miss Pac-Man's great, I just help 10 people get a game, you know, as there's that. But I mean, there was one not too long ago that had, uh, some nice laser disc games and some older tax scans, solar quests, Tempest. Did you say tax scans? Tax scan. Was there more yeah, than one scan? There was one, a solar, oh. there was one tax scan, one solar quest, uh, Tempest, a couple of those, couple trons, a couple God, people really want Tempest like, these days. Tents. Or maybe I've everybody just wants, there's a flavor of the month every day. Like from what's popular now is going to change, you know, next month. And yeah, yeah. you just got to switch up with it and figure it out. So I always tell people uh, that start out in this hobby that they tend to go crazy initially and just start buying anything and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after you do this for X amount of years, you tend to really whittle your collection down to like Jen has, you know, 25 games and you kind of get filtered down to just the very best, the things that kind of bring you the best memories or, you know what I mean? It's not really about rarity. If it is, I think you're doing this for the wrong reasons. Right. You know, I'm with her. I think you should be doing it for when I go to my basement, look at my collection, I'm like, damn, I have every one of these games has a good memory for me because of, you know, something. Yeah. It's interesting. <clears throat> like, most I'm buying a mousetrap. Um, I'm going to go pick it up in a couple of weeks in Milwaukee. I couldn't give one of those away. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. it is an XD game. It's a cool game. It is cool, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, you got to, it's a rare bird. You got to find that person that's like, yes, I want a mousetrap. Mark, aren't you looking for parts for yours still? Yeah. That's, the, uh, that's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> you have the, like, you have the I parts woman the on the show and you, you won't, you won't tell her what parts you need. Well, well, I don't have it anymore. I actually, yeah. I sold, it's gone. I did. I, I finally did sell it. But of all Mark, the people, Mark and, um, got it here. But of all the people in this virtual room who might run into one, <laughs> you, you may want to mention what you need. I'm just saying. I think that they're a lot more common than we think they are. So, well, I don't see them around Minnesota at all, and I, I figure they must have made a ton of them for for Wisconsin. You know, the cheese factor and all that. <gasps> anyway i'm going to get one and um uh it's not like a coveted game um by by a lot of people but it's really fun to play uh and i had it for my ColecoVision, and um, my fiance played it at mgc a few years back and she said if you could ever find one let's get it so we we want that game and that's going to be in our collection (laughs) and uh, the other you know, like I have a Moon Patrol, which I, I played on my Apple IIc more than I played in the arcade. Uh, you know, and, but I love the game. You know, and it's 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 not particularly challenging. 
until you get up to higher levels. And it's, uh, and it's quite boring for the first couple. It's like dig dug, right? You have to get past like the first six levels before it actually gets interesting. Um, but those games resonate with me because I played them or coveted them when I was in the arcade. So my first games were the ones I wanted star Trek, star Wars, Tron, um, they all happen to be movie theme games, Tempest. And then from there, it's just sort of Tempest from the Shakespeare play. Tempest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted Richard the third, but I couldn't find one and two and I'm a completionist. <laughs> couldn't find an amplifone. For that. <laughs> Sorry. Only yeah, I mean, that's good advice. That is good advice to, for anybody that's kind of just been in this hobby or just now kind of getting into it and stuff. It's just like, um, I mean, I'll throw his name out there. He'll probably, he might get mad. He might not. But like, <laughs> like Wayne, like, you know, he, I, I started talking to him and he knows that I can, you know, he, he, he'll make mention. He's like, hey, I'm looking for this. And I'm like, I can go and get it tomorrow. Like, I know where it's at. So I was like. But, you know, and, and I go on these warehouses and he, and he likes EM pinballs. So I said, Hey, I, you know, I got, I got this warehouse I'm going to, and there's like a bunch of EM pinballs. Do you want them? And then he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So next thing you know, I'm bringing like seven, 14 games over there. And now he's out of room. And I'm just like, dude, like you gotta like kind of pace yourself and just nope. make yourself, like, especially if you're going to talk to me, like you got to make a list and you got to have it like just a memory of it, playing it, you know, don't just do it just to have, Hey, I got games in a, in a house, come check them out boys right. and girls, you know, like right. just make your list. And so he, so he did tell me that a, uh, that his, I guess the ga- the game for him is spy hunter. Oh, okay. so I was like, you know, I was like, well, I, I, I make a phone call. I make five phone calls and I was like, Hey guys, spy, spy hunter. And then out of the five, four said yes. And out of that, then I just dwindled it down to who has the better one at the better price. And as soon as I get back from up north, we're going to go pick him up with Spy Hunter. So it's, you know, I mean, it was—it just happened that fast. And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a cruise. And I was like, all right, you know, he's like, I'm going to pick up one for 300. I'm like, don't <laughs> like just stop. <laughs> Do not pay 300 for it. You know, so I come over there. I, I went over there last night and I drop him off two pinballs, another game and a cruising world. And I mean, I don't know, I, you know. I don't care. I, he paid like one. I think he paid one seventy five for everything that he got from me. So it's just. I mean that, and that was still with me making a little bit off of it. So it's not. You yeah, know, you got to make enough to like cart this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and it's not a big deal, but like cruising. I mean, it worked. You know, like it's, and that's another thing with going into warehouses. It's really fun. Is you know, you do go into them, and it's just like. Uh, you know, you get the games and then, and then, you know, finding them is a cool thing and then getting them out and then cleaning them up and testing them is like, is like another, uh, another thing that I like to do is just, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And then when it doesn't work, then you start cussing it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, but then when it works, you know, you get all excited and it's, it's, it's a lot better. So. I've only ever been on really one. Um, and it wasn't really a raid. We went up to a site where we knew there was a bunch of games. Dan actually was with me and, Dan, you videoed the thing, and you 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 got a bandito, and I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but you should tell that story. What the bandito story? What story? What about it? The story of the bandito. There is no story. We walked by it. Everybody else walked by it, and I'm like, dude, that's a bandito. And he was like, yep. I'm like, I'll take it. He said, okay. Pulled it out, and it was rusted from top to bottom. Like the the joystick was just stuck the spinner was stuck it was rusted so bad and it was covered in mud and i'm like well this thing isn't gonna work but damn it's a really freaking cool cabinet and i'll see what i can do to get this thing up and running it can't be that hard so i brought it home and 
um, plugged it in and sure fired right up. Oh, I love that story. Yeah, it was great. It All I did is I then took it apart, cleaned it up, played played great. It makes me so happy. Yeah, fun. Yeah, I got a uh, Star Trek and it, I turned it on and it worked for about thirty seconds. And then and then and then I spent like the a, a month. cockpit, the, the, the upright. Standard? Yeah, I have a cockpit. Star, oh, Star Trek, Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, it had the GOA, you know, so it worked for. I don't know, 10 minutes, and then I gave up the ghost. And then I worked on it for about a month and got it working. And then it was the power supply, and then the monitor went. And then I worked on it for about another month, and then it worked again for a little while. And it stopped working, and then I worked on it again, and then I sold it. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. You well, know, that's his bubbles, this thing durable. Like, I'm probably in it five, like four monitors, seven power supplies. Wow. Wow. Two wire harnesses, and then you know what? So it was working the other day, guys. It was working, you know. So I was so um, Adam's like, "Hey, send me a picture for the thing." So I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna do it right in front of the thermal with it on." Bam! I spin it around. Power supply went out. I was, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was I, you had no clue how mad I got. I was like, "At this, I don't know if it's the the plasticness of that thing. If it just picks up static, and it." Yeah. It, it, I don't know because it's not wood. I don't know if it's more static involved and why these power supplies keep shorting out. But it's just like you know what I put one in. And it's just like you know, ten days later, boom! I don't, it's not working. Well, and they're grounded. Why would it? I don't understand. Right. Yeah, I don't either. But you're gonna see the f- world's first uh, bubbles dermal canoe here pretty soon. So <laughs> paddling around. And really got it. <laughs> uh, no, that's no, that's it is. It's got a J Rock in there. And, oh um, wow! Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Are you using a uh, switching power supply then, or? Yeah, yeah, switcher. Yeah. Huh. Wonder if the old mm-hmm. original power supply would work better. Just because it's it. well, yeah. <laughs> you never know. I just wonder. It's cursed. And allegedly, those things threw monitors all over the room anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same thing with my Satan's Hollow. I traded a fully restored Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to a guy Mike in Chicago Land area and. He gave me the keychain, and on the keychain it said the devil machine. And three <laughs> monitors later, now it's got to have board work, and the monitor still won't sync up. And yeah, wait a minute, is, so you you traded a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Saints Hollow the other way around? Correct. I, I I bought I found the cabinet, got the board, did new side art, fully restored the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, delivered it to I, I want to say it's like Bowling Brook or something, sure. Illinois, near Chicago, mm-hmm. a couple Christmases ago, maybe two Christmases ago. And I trade. I, I took it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I gave him, and he gave me the Satan's Hollow. So that that was the trade. And but it was the Satan's Hollow was well. The Satan's Hollow was not working. It, the monitor. He said, "Oh, the monitor's bad in it." So I was like, "All right, cool. Pull the monitor. Recap it." Somewhere in between the transition of the monitor being out of it, that I guess the neck tube got cracked. Put it back oh, in no. there. It starts screaming, you know. So I was like, "Okay, throw that monitor out. Pop in another one." That one was working for a while, then flyback went out on it. So I throw in the one more monitor just for the time being. Now, you know, you know how those games are so temperamental. I think it's I don't I think I got a Geo seven in there and it just yeah. it won't sync up. It just keeps scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Mm-hmm. So finally I got that situation under control. No sooner does that happen, like the I look at the ribbon cables on there and those are toast, so replace the ribbon cables. Yeah. Then now the board's just like in a frozen state of mind. So no nah. at this land. time I do not have the better deal at this at this point <laughs> at all. So, 
yeah. I have the headache. But I think he ended up selling the turtles. And I mean, I mean, at the point, I think at the time, like two years ago, I think they were bringing about eight or twelve hundred. Do you know who CD Jump is? So that's where my board's going. I was supposed to okay, pull it Chris and Jumper. get that off on them Friday, but yeah, he's in Tennessee, so yeah, he's going to do the board for me. Sweet. So, yeah. yeah, he does good work. Yeah. He fixed he one of my Tron board. boards. So, what'd you say, yep. Dan? He, said he, he did my journey board. He does a great job. Yeah, he's a good guy, and he's pretty quick. Turns him around pretty quick. Yep. Yeah, that's what they say. Get him on a Monday. He sends him back on Wednesday or something. Guys. And me, I'm just not even finding the time to go into the garage and pull the machine out to pull the board. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Right. <laughs> I probably I got a lot of stuff I got to ship out tomorrow, so I'll get it done. Then tomorrow. That's my weakness. Like I, I can sell parts all day long. It's just boxing them and getting to the post office is what I hate. So mm-hmm. I need somebody to work for me that'll do that. I store mine in boxes. Children, use your children. <laughs> Did I say that? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Are you starting? Is that what you're gonna do? He's gonna. <laughs> I got a great job. I've learned for you the guys. hard way. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. So. Yeah, that's true. No, you don't want a kid to do it. Just, no, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> then you're not doing it yourself anyway. <laughs> Why does my Pac-Man board have a fruit roll-up on it? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, that reminds me of a story. I was um, gaming with a bunch of buddies in the 90s, and something went wrong with one of my buddies' computers, so he opened it up, and there was a piece of um, American cheese inside. <laughs> and it hadn't molded or anything. It had just stiffened. It was still yellow. Nasty. Yeah, it was gross. I was like, how did a piece of cheese get inside your computer? <laughs> That's gross. Uh the worst thing I ever found in an arcade game, though, was basically a mouse, uh, a mouse kingdom, in a oh, in sure. a Star Trek um, cockpit that I eventually had to throw away. So sad. Oh, yeah, I have pieces of it. What's the worst? You peed all over it. I'm yeah, guessing. the whole thing was just you could not get the smell out, no matter what you did. Just stop breathing, Dan. <laughs> what me? Oh, I don't know why. So really, the, wor- the really the worst thing you found is a, a dead mouse. No, it wasn't dead mouse. It was just it was a, the land of it was just poop and pee inside the thing. Oh, yeah. From what from about anybody else? What's the mice? Uh, Mark, mm. you go first. Well, I bought a bunch of Donkey Kongs from Nick. Um, I can't remember Nick's last name, but every single one had a a mouse nest up in the in the marquee. In the same place. I, I feel like the same mouse was like <laughs> starting a, like a condo, you know. <laughs> Maybe he that just was, wanted a summer home. I don't know, but it was weird. <laughs> the same kind of little rat's nest in every top of the marquee. And I was like, this has got to be the same mouse. <laughs> the style is just the same in the same place and everything. But that's about it. <laughs> I I heard that rats are better inside the machines than mice because they don't they don't poop and pee as much and they're where they sleep that's what, that's what i heard that must have been it because yeah it was pretty clean in there other than the nest nice yeah yeah poop poop and what's pee. the cool what's the aside from what's the worst what's the coolest find in one? Ooh. eighty mm-hmm. dollars <laughs> yeah money well aside from the money that's you know, i know <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've ever found anything unusual. 
in in a positive manner anyway in anything else <laughs> go. my pole position cockpit the one that was at the uh it, it turns out it was it was the same machine that was at an amusement park that i'd went to as a kid and it was the, that i'd been in when i was a kid that's pretty that is a cool story actually that's, yeah that is cool yeah. that freaked me out and the only two cool things I have is one is like I was cleaning out some coin mechs on a Donkey Kong, the red one actually, and it had a Statue of Liberty coin in there, I guess from, I think it was like maybe Sears or Jason, I want to say it's Sears or something, but it was like when they were doing some work on the Statue of Liberty, they took the copper from it or whatever and melted it and they made it into some coins. Oh, and it, weird. Yeah, so there's a, a Statue of Liberty head coin in there. And the other thing is, it was cool, is a... Uh, the video card like for movie rentals from mr t's mr t's rentals and it had this guy's name like thomas small or thomas cover or something on there and i and, and the, the crazy story is i i, I, take, I take a picture of it and i put it out on my page and i'm like hey you know this is a really cool find it's somebody's video card from 1983 well i kid you not this guy like takes it and he actually tracks down the person that the card belonged to and he's no like way. hey yeah yeah <laughs> this is a true story yeah and he's like hey did you have a video rental a, card account at, what's that that was a video rental card like a ID yeah, so like ID you know, like card? a blockbuster card, or if you sure, go to sure. a mo- like where you rent movies from, like VHSs back in the eighties or whatnot. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> but he tracks down the guy and he's like, "Hey, did you ever have a Mr. T's movie rental account?" And he's like, "Yeah, that sounds familiar and stuff." And he's like, "Well, somebody found your card in an arcade machine, and how you know?" <laughs> I like those archaeological That's finds. Like stalker status at its finest, right there. Right, those are I respond awesome. to that. Yeah, someone calls me up and says, "Hey, I found your." Uh, blockbuster in a uh, roller pair of roller skates from 1987 i'd be like uh yeah goodbye <laughs> bring them over come over Let right now see. i've been looking for that i'll, I'll show you where i live <laughs> <laughs> those those are my favorite finds though the archaeological ones where you're kind of tracing something back to where it was at the time that the game was being used or played my jukebox actually when i opened it up had coins in it but they were all from the era of the game, so, or the jukebox. The jukebox was made in 1975, and the mm-hmm. coins were all pre 1978. So, it was wow. that was cool, you know. And there was like half dollars that had fallen on the floor because it took half dollars. So, that was neat. And then my Star Trek cockpit, even though I ended up trashing it, was full of Beanie's arcade tokens, which is a local arcade here in Bloomington. So, just kind of neat to know where the game came from. That was my old stomping ground, so I yeah. always wanted to kind of find an old game that I played, so I'm really jealous of Mark. I think that's a really cool thing that, that he found that is, a That's a good story. Yeah, that is cool. That he played it. it really is. Well, I think that's a, a good note to end on. I want to thank you again, Jen, for being on the show this week. Um, oh, yeah, no problem. It's really great to have a new guest, a new year, and and, and I would love to have you on again in the near future. Maybe, maybe we'll do like a... Uh, uh, on the 10th episode we'll just invite everybody to a chat that's been on the show and if whoever shows up shows up we can just have a, a dialogue or something that'd be kind of chaotic and fun <laughs> i don't know for sure but i uh, definitely want to have you on the show again um and um if and then any, maybe mark will tell me where he met me before yeah we can't end the show yet we can't end the show you have to tell the story you were like maybe we'll, we'll save this for part two maybe <laughs> no Come on, extended version. We're already. You know. I'm starting to have doubts that maybe I didn't meet Jen and it was somebody else, and I just got better <laughs> confused. Somebody, it's I don't know. Really, somebody that's just as cool as me. Really. 
<laughs> See, if I start telling a story, then I'm like, no, that wasn't me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop telling the story. Oh, like what's, oh, no. what state would it have been? It was in Minnesota. I've never been to Minnesota ever oh, in my see? life. See, so that, that's it. I, I dodged a bullet there. There we go. Okay. Oh, my god. I was looking at this going, no, wait a minute. That shouldn't have been Jen. <laughs> oh, now now I Jen. need to meet this other, yeah, now I need to meet this other Jen. <laughs> I have like a doppelganger or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks for being on the show. It's Arcade Radio. No, it was, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, subscribe to us, peoples who are listening. We have iTunes, we have Google Plays, we have the SoundClouds. We're on the internets, on the Twitters, and we're on the Facebooks. You can email us at reactedarcaderadio.com. Arcade Radio is spelled R-C-A-D-E, radio.com. There is no A at the beginning, because we're double R's, and that's how we roll. Phone number is 612-548-GAME. If you ever want to leave us a prank call, a message, a, a kind compliment, give us a shout. We'll listen. Anyway... Everyone in the arcade sphere, oh, thank you for listening. See you next time. Get down. I'm boogieing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm taking my pants off. Wait, no. <laughs> Wait. I'm turning my camera back on. It does nothing. I can't see you. I roll. I've been off the whole time. This is the part of the show where we take our pants off. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is the outro where we just say nonsensical stuff, and if people are still listening, it's like bonus, right?